0: do you do? Mr. Carl Emley feels it would be unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. <coughs> Back to your coffin, Carl. <coughs> We're about to unfold the story of the Shudcast. These poor souls who sought to create a horror show after Shudder's own image without a reckoning from the internet. Tis one of the most unsolicited shows ever recorded. It deals with the two great mysteries of fandom good hearted commentary and fun. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify those concerned with brand image. So, if any of you feel you would not care to subject your senses to such a podcast, Now's your chance to... uh, Well, they'll probably be warning us. Our opinions are our own, yes. And we truly love you, Shudder. I mean, Master...
1: family, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lucas's surprise intervention. If you're tuning in via live stream, uh, press alt three to activate your chat and you could give Lucas your words of love as we show him how much he means to it. Oh,
2: so it's, cute. It's very little. <laughs>
1: so cute. While we are working on the title for this, we will. this will just be the Lucas's surprise intervention.
3: Now, this is what are we intervening? Wait, real quick. What we are we intervening? Look at him. It could be There's anything. <laughs> <It> could be <laughs> how much time do we have?
1: <laughs> His way too niche shirt. There's Oh,
4: my God. Just a story shout, out, a shirt. shout out to the Your Mom's House podcast. Sue woo
2: <laughs>
4: You can't incite, incite gang riots already. I can. I want to. This is part of the things we have to discuss with my intervention. Please. <laughs> for, those of us, for those of you listening, you, we
1: are mostly white in here, so any gang riot that occurs... Yeah, we are, uh, What I don't know, fractions. One, two, three, four,
4: so six, so five-sixths five, white in this room. What? Because I am half Asian. Which is right, a great
1: is... segue into the movies that we watched today.
2: Into the movies <laughs> that
1: we watched today. They were very Asian. They were very Japanese, uh, as a matter of fact. Welcome to the
4: Shut-Ins Podcast. Everybody, welcome to the I Shudder podcast. God damn it, I thought that was terrible. Welcome to the Eileen Wernos biography
1: podcast. Welcome to the B-hole, where we discuss B-rated horror movies. Welcome to the S-hole, <laughs> where we discuss something else entirely. Welcome to the unlicensed and unofficial Shudder podcast. The Shudder stock podcast, if you will. A bunch of stock, almost white dudes talking about Shudder movies. <laughs> We've all kind of worked in and around horror and movies In general, So the point behind us three, yes, there are three of us in this room talking about horror movies, coming together, is that we wanted to share our love for horror movies, in particular, the movies that are on Shudder, because we want to be a viable podcast someday, (laughs) and we want them to co-opt our stuff. Shudder, we are not taking your point of view on anything, everything we say, has nothing to do with with what you think, but maybe you'll like it enough one day to decide to pay us. Shudder, look, I don't want to beg.
4: But it's not beyond, I don't think any of us. It might be beyond Cody. I've never seen Cody beg, but... I've begged three times today. Oh. Yeah.
3: I can't remember the last time I begged. Maybe never.
4: That's a good thing. You should take pride in that.
3: Maybe. Probably beg my wife for something. Should for we
1: anything. introduce ourselves? Mm-hmm.
3: Probably a good idea. People then have some context and bearing as to <laughs> the people that they're listening to.
1: People uh, love podcasts for just jumping in the deep end and not really knowing where we where they come out. Right. We should just announce tour dates. That...
3: Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that right. We don't have Either way <laughs> right for straight away. Yeah. right it's in
4: Spokane, Washington, twelve three it at...
3: <laughs> right coming to you twenty twenty five at uh, Kirby's Beer Hall in Wichita, Kansas.
4: Hey everybody, my name's Lucas. I am a. I was actually invited by Curtis and Cody to join them on their adventure to watch what Cody gave was a list of 400 fucking horror movies that I couldn't believe he had compiled that many, to be honest.
1: That was the inception of the idea of this gathering, (laughs) is that Cody compiled 400 or so horror movies he had not seen before and wanted to go through all of them.
3: And to clarify, 400 movies where I just wrote them all down from various sources and various people that had told me to watch them for various reasons. Either they were terribly fucking shitty or they were amazing for one reason or another. And I showed this to both of these people, figuring that there'd probably be a a bunch of movies they'd seen, specifically Curtis, who has seen far more movies than I have. I was pleasantly surprised to see that he hadn't seen, what was it, you'd seen like 20 around like there 20 between twenty and thirty, I think Lucas had seen
4: i I think I was somewhere between a big number. It's like five or ten
3: yeah this was an all encompassing list of every kind of horror movie you could think of with really no you know no structure to it, Espe- especially
4: way. movies most people probably don't consider horror.
1: Or at least some. Or at least some. Or at least some. But someone somewhere has, and that's why it ended up on that list. If mm-hmm. someone is once considered it horror, it ended up on that list more than likely.
3: Right. Right. List compiled from the internet, from podcasts that I listen to, 450 movies later that I haven't seen. So I figured, well, if I'm going to make use of the list, I might as well get a couple of other idiots to make use of the list with me and waste our lives together. Because what
1: good is life if you can't waste it with someone else?
3: Precisely. <laughs> And that's exactly what I asked my wife. I'm so alone. (laughs) Can you keep introducing yourself?
4: Oh yeah, my name is Lucas. I am a lover of horror movies. And I think that's the only goddamn thing that qualifies me to have to, or that should have to qualify me to talk about horror movies on a horror podcast. But... You're goddamn right. But I am an also expert on all things. Period. that's it that's it uh I, I i i bring um an exceptional amount of knowledge of the world um and of the internet um also my body hair situation is horrific so there you go and as far as industry goes I uh, have poured thousands of dollars into the video game industry <laughs> from my wallet, and I play an extensive amount of uh, horror video games. And uh, I feel like that's something that will maybe get talked about. Who knows? But probably not.
1: We, we definitely, we definitely okay. will All right. not. Oh, <laughs> we, we will. Okay, got okay. it. We,
3: we will asterisk. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So that's, that's that's two out of three say yes democracy. Is this a democracy? No. Okay. No.
1: Fair. Well, excellent. Welcome Lucas. I don't know why I'm welcoming Thank you, sir. but welcome. Well, welcome. Thank you, sir. Curtis Swanson. Hi Curtis. I'm my name is Curtis and you can find me in various places online.
4: Mostly dark web.
1: I I like <laughs> Lucas and I comma like comma Lucas. <laughs> Enjoy horror movies immensely. I'm a writer, have another podcast called The Unpop Podcast focuses on movies. Write for famous monsters of film land. I attend a lot of conventions that are horror focused, and that is why I deserve to be here.
3: <laughs> and Curtis is being rather generous, um, saying that you know we're all working in or around horror movies to some capacity. You were literally worked into a horror movie this year. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, my my band had, or the band I play in, had one song in Bliss. There it is. Thank you, thank you, team.
1: Working with a whole bunch of horror folk and conventions and whatnot,
3: um, just to be
1: weird with people in the same room, which is why we're all kind of here tonight, to be weird in the same room. And I thought this was a very interesting undertaking for us to do, one being Cody's list, and two being what we now will likely do for a little while, is go through the Shutter catalog and watch things that we have seen, haven't seen, and share our...
4: We do plan on doing the heavy lifting for you, Yes, I would say.
1: Yeah, so theoretically, the idea of the show is that we would do it for you. You don't actually have to watch these things now. Right. (laughs) You could hear our experience of watching them. I'm sure the filmmakers and producers would love to hear us tell you that. No, I think it'll be largely getting our reactions from them, whether we like them or not, and you, valued listener, deciding whether or not that fits within your interest of horror and... Wanted to go see it yourself.
3: And uh, I, Cody, uh, I, Cody. I, Cody. I, Cody. I. I. I just like horror movies. I took some film theory classes in college uh, on horror, which makes me uh, educated and reliable, obviously, because I went to college sober, of course,
2: mm-hmm, um,
3: mm. and attended that class mm. uh, sober. Uh, thanks, Aaron, if you're listening, for teaching me things. Started watching horror movies with my grandma at a very young age. Probably very inappropriate. Thanks, grandma. Um, and I figured that, uh, no better way to watch a horror movie than with two other people or more, but specifically two other people who are, uh, prettier than I am. Uh, so I can look at them while we talk about them and I can get lost in their eyes. Horror orgies, if you will. (laughs) Bingo. Yes. Uh, and, uh, we can all sit there and argue, agree, love each other, cuddle, react. It's a beautiful thing.
4: So Cody, I, I would like for you to speak on what does theory mean in horror movies because to me and probably to a lot of people the theory is if you get scared it's a horror movie that's the theory i make a movie that makes you go ah there's your horror movie
2: is it more <laughs> is,
1: is that a fair assessment of what's what? a fun start we should Bill try theory. and define like what the <laughs> right. what, what the idea of horror is i'm sure we'll talk about that i know we'll talk about that plenty
3: Absolutely. Well, I think horror can really be whatever you as the viewer make of it. Um, for instance, uh, Silence of the Lambs, I think a lot of people would argue is not a horror movie. Uh, that's a thriller, a crime thriller, a drama. Uh, I'd say that movie is scary as fuck. It's horrifying. You got a fucking serial killer that eats people and another serial killer that's wearing women's skin on their suits and putting his dick in between his legs and dancing around talking about putting lotion on his skin. That is fucking horrifying. So I think when it comes to what defines a horror movie, that's really on the viewer. I don't think there is really a true definition of horror. I think some people might argue that it has to have monsters, it has to have blood, it has to have, you know, Satan worshippers, whatever have you. But I think that film theory, when it comes to horror movies, can really be all-encompassing, specifically, but with film theory and horror, it's what is the director or the writer... Um, really the film crew in general doing that allows you as the viewer to be scared and then on top of that why are you as the viewer scared or why does this particular movie affect you know a large populace of people at a given moment in time so for instance Frankenstein I think we can agree that if Frankenstein was made as it was when it was released now today it wouldn't be scary at all no one would care but in the 30s, 30s, 20s, Curtis, 30s, 30s. That shit was horrifying. We can't really grasp that nowadays, but I think back then you definitely could. Does that answer your question, Lucas?
4: That was, that was so beautifully said. I, I might well, cry. That's it. That solves that's that
3: it. problem. So if you guys have an issue with that, you can go right off. You yeah, I, right off. And I think <laughs> that, I think we should point that out that, you know, with this list, like I said, a lot of these movies, I don't think people are necessarily going to think they're some of the times. Um for instance, I think the movies that we're going to talk about today, I think a lot of people might not think they're horror movies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Shutter themselves even doesn't consider everything they have horror movies. They do thriller, suspense, and horror. I so, didn't they know have, that. Yeah. so they have, yeah. So there's a few things on there that aren't strictly horror horror. Um, Take Shelter's on there, the Jeff Nichols film with Michael Shannon, that is about kind of the end of the world in a way, but is more of a family drama. There are horror elements, but okay. it's definitely a suspense-ish thriller. Right. All, so. in, all, encompassing all encompassing platform.
4: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's a great. It's a great streaming service. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, it's so look, look, look. There, we're in the middle of a war right now, people, and there's a lot of people vying for your attention, and Shudder is one that I think deserves your attention, because it's hard to sift through. Because a lot of the a lot of the places that you get horror right now. Uh, they don't have a lot, and they don't have. They, in fact, they have fuck all at the moment. Any of the major things that you should be watching.
1: Well, it's like a mishmash. You have to go to different things for different sources, and by mm-hmm. no means the Shutter have it all. But I think what we have found interesting about it, and what has been the logical conclusion from Cody's initial list, is that Shutter curates all of their material. They exactly. specifically select, with in regard with respect to what they can get contractually, um, mm-hmm. specific items based on. It's run by horror fans themselves, so. They're catering to our needs by giving us something that they know will interest someone. And we want to thank
3: the AMC Network. We want to thank them so much for this lovely couch. Giving them money to be able to license good movies. Yes. It was rough for a little bit there, guys. It was was tough. But we're going to talk about those. We are. And so Shudder...
2: He hardly knows her.
3: (laughs) Please. We're we're holding you in our hearts. Maybe sponsor us. (laughs) We would appreciate you. Or at the very least, you know, free subscriptions? What are we going to get out of this?
1: Oh, who knows. We're
3: going to get anything out of this? General enjoyment
1: of having listened to each other's voices and smelling each other's fumes in the same room for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Right, we got the cooler. Mm-hmm. cooler's in here. We got the cooler. We got this. So AMC did provide us this couch. It came from their casting office. It came heavily stained. Yeah, heavily stained. But we you know, we did a pretty good job. I had to use a lot of spit to get it off. But Wow. Are good. we leading into our first movie right I now? I think we are. Bodily Fluids? Bolly <laughs> well, fluids and I thought spit. We we're talking and, about and casting, like casting. Oh my god! The process of casting, which includes. And, 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 dear listener, we want you to know that this is of value to you because we we leaned in hard to the punch this first go round. Oh, we thought which would be the first two. We don't always do two per episode. We didn't, we're not really sure which we'll do, but we leaned hard into these first two. We did a double feature of.
4: Audition. And Ichi the Killer.
3: Boy, was that a fucking horrible idea.
1: Both by Takashi Miike. Audition 1999 and when was Ichi the Killer? 2001. 2001. So pretty close to each other. Both renowned for being two of the
3: more disturbing entries of horror ever filmed. With snacks provided by my lovely wife, which I'm still kind of wondering if that was a sabotage mission. She has seen Ichi the Killer yep. and knew what we were getting ourselves into, and yet she still provided us with cheese poppers. Cheese poppers in the middle of Ichi the Killer is not the recommended
1: snack I would select for this. It was pretty rough. Let's, let's do Audition first. Let's do Audition, audition first. Audition. We first. started with Audition, a film that takes its title from a Japanese man who had seven years previous to the large extent of the film's events lost his wife and through a bad idea he got from his producer buddy, decided to audition women to be his new wife. What,
4: what a premise for a movie for us to talk about these days Let's not pretend we don't live in the real world here. We're coming off the heels of the Me Too movement, and so I can't imagine someone uh, watching this movie wouldn't get a real good feeling of, of a real good comeuppance uh, for a guy who has such a terrible fucking idea to pick a, a, a
3: new wife, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's horrendous. It's <laughs> yeah. and there's just so much room for error. You know, yeah. you're gonna audition a bunch of women. What were the What were the things he said he wanted? He wanted someone that had professional professional accomplishments. Not, yep, not young, twenty five to thirty. Yep. Yet he picked but, someone that was looked like they were fucking twelve. Yep. Uh, so ages twenty five to thirty. So he auditions them. But for a movie that did exist, didn't exist, couldn't quite figure that out.
4: It looked like they pulled a script off like a shelf or something. Yes. And they were like,
1: oh, we'll just use this. Yeah, it felt like it was a a a kind of a TV network sort of movie thing. Mm -hmm. They mentioned they did a German co-production in the past. It might have been a movie, but it (laughs) wasn't ever. Probably how most things get made today is like, what things you see were probably designed based around the producer trying to get a new wife. Mm -hmm. That's how most things come about. But this movie, I don't think... Gets made either way; it becomes highly negligible to the events <laughs> as they very quickly as they continue. Yeah, very quickly. Which, to me, is baffling because that whole
4: process is a ton of money because <laughs> that was oh, that's yeah. a ton of people's time they have to use at this you know production office to interview thirty women yeah.
1: just for this dude's <laughs> like our, this dude's wife. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said about the filmmaking process of that era too when they use all those resources to do something for just a man looking for a new wife. Like <laughs> like just the haphazard way things are, money is mm-hmm. wasted, things are created and shelved, like all the people's time that goes <laughs> to waste. Now, there's a cultural divide between Japanese movies and American movies at that time, but I'm gonna assume that is largely similar, that there's a lot of waste and a lot of nonsense that happen in
3: pre production. I mean, but seriously, can we all agree that like How's that a good idea? <laughs> I'm gonna find a wife that way. What the fuck? How do you do that? I mean, how do you do that?
4: I, I it was found his buddy's my... idea. Is that idiot's idea?
3: Yeah, but the other idiot yeah. fucking fell for it. Fell for who it. Who do you? How, just who thinks? Lucas, if I were to look at you and say, Lucas, we're gonna find you a wife. We're gonna do great. it this way. You're... Cool, cool, great. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you were gonna continue into a thing. <laughs> I thought he was like, for Lucas, we're going to find you a wife. Cool. Yeah. But don't you think they right. at least go, but how am I going to know them? How am I going to know that's a good one? I, oh, shit. Now, when you put it that way, <laughs> audition's a pretty good idea. <laughs> I mean, this kind of predates Tinder, right? It does predate Tinder. This is kind yeah. of that. But they, it predates Tinder, and it, and it allows for this weird chauvinistic pig manner where it's yes. like, we're going to ask you questions like, what was it? Have you ever had meaningless sex? Have you ever had meaningless sex? Right. Have you ever? Would you ever have sex for money? Yes. Get naked.
4: Yes. It's so I mean the main the main character, the guy, the widower, I'll say, I don't know what his real I forgot what his name was, but he's to me he was like a, a big conundrum of a character because Yes, he picked this really shysty way of finding a new wife, but he had the best son in the entire world that's ever existed. Ever. And he to our knowledge, raised him himself. So there's got to be some semblance of a good man
1: in there somewhere. Yeah, I think the movie leads you to believe there is something there because in the audition bits, the man isn't as active. He's not active at all until he comes across a girl that he is already kind of pre-marked, and it's his buddy asking all the terrible questions. So
3: yeah, he's just sitting there. He looks yeah. a little bit miserable for most. He's bored. Yeah. yeah. Granted, he picked him. Very true. He picked 30. Although I think we've called it kind of the term while we were watching it that it was really just the one that he spilled the tea on. and he's like, that's the one. And yeah. it just happened to be the scary looking one. That, terrifying. Horrifying.
4: Uh-huh. Oh my god, there were such beautiful women in that stack.
3: All smiling and shit. <laughs> right. He picks the perfectly one
4: normal beautiful women and it's like, nope. The one that looks like she's supposed to crawl out of the well. That's the one I want,
1: <laughs> which then does lead into the rest of the film, which is a hallucinogenic nightmare of sadism and torture and kidnapping it does, and it does take a while drugging. to get there though it takes a while to get there it does it take... operates as almost exclusively a an adult drama mm-hmm. until you realize this girl has something else going on around her. This was I think it was an overall beautiful movie uh. To,
4: to an extent obviously uh, I think that there were a lot of the way that the movie played out um, was supposed to, it kind of felt like it was supposed to be like this mirror of the insane girl kind of thing mm-hmm. in in that the the scene I'm referring to it's like what kind of tells me like the way this movie's supposed to go is when she hops in bed naked waiting for him inviting him to bed mm-hmm uh, and she says, come here, and then she, she's going to expose herself. You don't know how yet, but then she starts slowly sliding the bed sheet from her toes up, and you think it's just going to be some like, oh, here we go, we're getting down, and then you see those burn marks on the inside of her thigh. To me, that's what like that whole movie was, was like this mm-hmm. slow exposition into... About this, like, beautiful young girl, you kind of see that there's some weird crap going on, but you don't know if they're like related, kind of thing, yeah. Um, and then and then the pedal goes to the metal at some point, and then you've re- and then you kind of find out what this girl's all about, what yeah. this movie's all about, but it takes a while to get
1: there. The I think I'll buy that. The needle goes to 11, if oh, absolutely, you will. yeah. There's it, and the way Mikke constructs his movies, um, especially these two. You can kind of see the rest of the movie from that point on as being potentially a hallucination. It's There's a, there's a reading of that film that I think is viable, mm-hmm. though I do believe everything does happen after it. But he plays with lucidity and dreamlike states kind of wantonly from there on out. You're not sure. It doubles back on itself a few times, showing you bits of characters' pasts that you aren't sure how they fit into the narrative. And they're all horrific. And it all leads up to this really just t- horrifying <laughs> <laughs> horrifying conclusion if you're a horror fan out there one you've likely seen the film two you've seen like the famous stills of this film and likely know what uh, horrific acts take place in it mm-hmm. it doesn't replace actually seeing them yeah it wasn't it wasn't until today that uh, i told the guys that i had actually seen
4: the movie but it was it was a long time ago and I forgot how much of a well-crafted movie this was because of how distracting those sweet, sweet torture film torture scenes are.
3: The sweet, sweet torture scenes, which it's funny that it only makes up what was it, fifteen minutes, really? Yeah, 15, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, 50, 20 minutes of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so interesting to me that this movie has become this like staple that everybody's like, you gotta watch this, but if you haven't seen this. What's wrong with you? You know, mm-hmm. or you find out that it's like this is the one of those movies that Eli Roth used as like big. An inspiration for for hostel mm-hmm. but really like the scariest bits of the movie the part that's gut wrenching and like cringing and horrible to watch is really just the last what 15 20 minutes this those yeah. little bits of horror yeah throughout where it's like but it's really only every time you see her in her you know in her weird room yeah. with the bag mm-hmm. when the bag's still and then later when you find out there's something in the fucking bag mm-hmm. what's in the bag uh, what's in the bag uh, lucas isn't it the isn't it the director boyfriend I couldn't figure <laughs> out who it was in the bag.
1: I think it's the director boyfriend. I think it boyfriend. was the director boyfriend. Yeah, the person who they talked about went missing at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. The music, the music director. Wait, I but I thought you know. that
3: was the guy that was in the. I thought that was the guy that was in the ballet studio.
1: No, that was so uh, the guy in the ballet studio was like the inception of her trauma. I think when she grew up in the ballet studio dancing. Right, right, right. He was the one who was he he gave her the bird marks, right? That was that was where that began.
3: Right. Somehow I thought it was supposed to be it was all there was something where they were talking where, well, uh, see, that's where the it's movie It's all the same guy.
1: It does kind of play with that. I don't know if we ever see that guy in the sack, but it, they play with those characters in the same setting so much that you wonder who's who and what the relationship really is. So it's
3: Right, right. It I does get rather dreamlike. Very. I think the the first dreamlike notion that I got, I think you said that Yours was when they were in the bed and she starts pulling up and they start, it starts flashing back and forth suddenly. Mm-hmm. I thought like that was like the beginning of where the hallucination could start, right? Yeah. But I thought it was interesting and I, maybe I spaced out for a second. I don't think I did, but there was a point right before that, right before they start to go on the vacation where they're on a date and she shows up wearing, she's only worn white the whole movie at this point, and then she shows up wearing white with a red coat. Yeah. And they go to uh, dinner in what kind of looks like a Pinkberry without the weird shit hanging on the walls. That's funny. Like yeah. the same illumination, uh-huh. weird tables and shit. And then suddenly, like a, within a second, they're in a room that is illuminated red. And she's still wearing white but a different different clothes. He's still wearing the same outfit that he wears the whole movie. And it seemed like... It felt like that kind of happened out of nowhere, and I remember thinking, did I fall asleep for a second or something? Or, But then later, they flash back to that again, and they do the same thing twice, it seems to indicate that they're at different dates. And that was when the hallucination trip shits happened at the end is when they flash back to it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got the impression after, by the time the movie ended, that like there's something there at that point where they stop, Mike stops, for whatever reason, decides to not let you see the rest of this meal, and then shifts, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting.
4: Probably, probably, probably so that when those scenes came later, where his dead wife is there and other characters throughout his life start showing up, right? Those 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 scenes or those settings start to get a little more filled out with things, and so you probably start getting tossed around a little bit as a viewer, going like, I don't know what's Happening, what's real, what's not,
3: yeah. It really starts to feel like rather phantasmagoric Mm -hmm. by the end, and sort of just that's a word. word. It is a word, (laughs) I have never heard that word before. You've never heard that word before, love it. You're looking at me with eyes that are like, I don't love it. No, I love phantasmagoric, yeah. Seems very, you know, otherworldly, weird, hallucinatory at that point, and. I don't know, especially with the use of color in that bar when they're or the restaurant, the room where it gets all vibrant red suddenly. Yeah, and that goes against what the rest of the film was
1: at that point. Like I thought, like I felt like this had to have been a purposeful choice. It was a very drab-looking film up until that point. Like right, super beigey, super white, like just not oh, interesting it looked to look like at. Like an early eighties film. Does, it looked it like, would, like trash. It, yeah. <laughs>
4: you would have never guessed this movie came out the same year as The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. As, like, yeah, oh.
1: same year as. About 50 of the best movies ever. Right, like, absolutely. Yeah. 1999 <laughs> was a huge year. But it, it turned and it became a visually, I think, pretty arresting movie as well as a disturbing one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if you have a, f- what, what, should, what should they be afraid of going into this? If you've not seen this film, what, what phobias will this induce for you? Needles and women.
4: <laughs> Needles and women. I guess yeah, the needle the needle thing for sure. But I guess I guess if you're a guy that's like pretty at this point pretty desperately looking for companionship, this is one of those things where it's like, Hey man, have some standards. And and yeah. don't don't <laughs> immediately go like as soon as stuff starts turning south or you see a red flag, it's okay to move on. Those are those are the phobias. those are the ph- those you know what I yeah, mean?
3: Those Just the like, phobias? Yeah, those yeah. are the phobias. I'd say so, and really the 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 needles and women thing is a little bit insensitive. Needles mm-hmm. for sure.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> the well, women.
3: It... I actually think this is a very feminist. I think you could do a really feminist you could. reading of this movie you could. in general.
1: Because he his original sin is that he lied to get women in a room, right? Like mm-hmm. right. maybe he wasn't super active in the participation of it, but he lied to get women in a room. So that deserves a certain sort of comeuppance, which he gets. And then you know, when that relationship started, he wasn't forward and didn't treat, didn't try and communicate with her trauma, which she clearly has some.
4: Um... Yeah, because it right right before shit gets real, it does go back to I think it goes back to the first date, uh, it goes back to the first date where right after he calls her back after not talking calling her for a long time. And that conversation is where I think she starts spilling all of her trauma to him right right Real quick. but but now probably at that point in the movie we still don't really know if that confession happened
1: if, yeah exactly we don't because of how the events transpired and how they're presented to us we don't know mm-hmm. did that actually happen there so does
4: he yeah does he have the opportunity to say you know try to be that guy or did he you know or did he just happen to find the most insane woman
3: in the world you know well, it's interesting the way that you the way that they release the details of what her trauma is and how wounded she is. Really, the red—I don't even know if I'd call any of them necessarily red flags. She just seems to be bearing her soul. You know, I don't know if I'd personally call it a red flag. The red flags all came from the best friend. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. But then again, even those seemed not like red flags. Like I don't know. They, they seemed like... No, it's an
1: opportunity to engage with another human on what has made them what they are. You right. Know, we all have shit. We're not all, you know, abused by our ballet dancers. But we've all got stuff <laughs> who, you know, we need... Yeah, we're not all... To communicate with. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's all right, now move on. Not all of us. <laughs> Surely some of us.
3: Well, like when the, the, director, the director calls him and says, you know, man, I've been I've been looking around for, you know, information on this place that she worked and, you know... Not gonna lie, man, there's some weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Her old boss, he disappeared. I don't know if that were me and like one of you guys on the other end, you were like, bro, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let you know this. I'd kind of be like, why the fuck are you looking?
2: What are you looking for? You know, exactly.
3: Because theoretically, she had a good excuse why it could have been true, could have been not, right? You know, right, right. That was a little bit weird. But how did we get to this? How did we get here? We got here because we were talking about what people should be, whether or not people should be afraid of this movie. Yeah, oh, right. what, what, what phobias? Yeah. Yeah, what, what phobias. phobias this
1: might have triggered. And what do you think? I think uh, piano string, piano wire. Was it piano wire? Or was it <laughs> <laughs> razor wire? I think it was razor wire. Razor it was a razor wire. wire, yeah. But I'm going to go with piano wire. She was, super she was super happy well, about it. It's not a like it. gangster movie, Curtis. Well, it's dancing. It's a music movie, it's a dancing movie. It's a dancing movie? Yeah. And he was playing, the teacher was playing piano. This is true. There that weird little creature. Yeah. I will say that it was probably razor wire, but I will not call it such. It was piano wire. Okay. This, this, so I'm just, this, gonna, that's my bold claim. This is a
4: music movie. Like, is- Mamma Mia. We'll
3: Very let nice. you be wrong. That's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm prepared to be wrong.
1: <laughs> Always prepared to be
3: wrong. So your phobia is the razor wire, and, or piano yeah. wire, pardon. exactly. I think mine, Very definitely visible. the needles. Um the only relief that I found in the movie was when I realized that the needles did not go in the eyeballs. They just went around the eyeballs. Yeah. Um, that made me feel some some place of solace. I yeah, found that, yeah, you know. that. That didn't feel much better about any of that. That made me feel a little bit better, uh-huh. I guess. Let me have that. Let me have that we, one yeah. little bit of I felt better. Take your one thing. I'll go take ahead. mine. Right. Right. I I mean,
4: I I loved all, all of the torture...
1: You <laughs> <laughs> loved all of the torture, yeah. Uh, Personally, not <laughs> I, it's just women, really. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's okay. It's okay, Lucas. I think
4: it was just so. It speaks to just like how carefully crafted the whole movie was, that her her form of torture is these really intricate, tiny, thin little needles that are going to find those little points in your stomach and right behind your eyes. I think it's like oh my gosh I think I think it's like there's a there's a little bit of a parallel going on That's that's I think that's definitely accurate Cuz I mean like how there's an unlimited amount of ways to torture somebody right but she picked this very intricate very detail oriented way of torture Then why the foot
1: dance. Because they need on, foot. Dance. Dance. you need a foot you need a foot You need a foot to dance need two feet to <laughs> dance especially ballet now we will get into, we realize that this is a motif that Mika uses in his next film as well, yes. but <laughs> in this movie, very relevant to dancing. No,
3: Do you think that's why it is, though? That, that you think that's why the foot goes away? Because doesn't she cut off... So let's see here. She doesn't... Is, she cut off her music director's feet to... Both feet. Yes. He was both feet. She tried to do both feet of, of yes. the other guy, but yeah. she only got to one. So you think it's the dancing thing that because of that injury that she suffered, it's that means she it? couldn't dance? Yeah. That's part of it. Okay. It's real fucking selfish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's an appropriate revenge, maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I suppose at that point, because, it, it, you know, it's the, the concept is, I think, at least I took it, that she's, because the music director, I suppose that one could argue that because the music director was male and because of the way that male figures have been in her life, she just does this, you know, two men and specifically cuts off their their feet. Well, yes. okay,
4: so I don't know if you guys know a thing called TikTok.
3: There's My
1: favorite Kesha song.
4: Right. There's so Oh, it's it, not that. The, so so the, it's the social media app uh, and and from there has emerged just weird these weird little uh, we'll call them internet cultures and through these people I've learned I've learned about, there's 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 like this Japanese ga- name, it's not waifu, it's like a more intense waifu. Waifu? You need to explain this. Um, and through weird TikTok people, I learned about there's a certain type of Japanese girlfriend or wife, it is specifically Japanese, that will kill you, they'll love you, right? But if you love anything else they'll kill you and that's exactly what this was okay so there it's it's like it is like a little bit of a thing that's known about and i'm sure this like, movie had a lot to do with it so so it's a cultural thing it does exist like 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 men are like warned about women that are that toxic in a relationship to where if you love anything else as even your own family members they will come after you with the fury of of a of a beautiful
1: tsunami. So did I understand? <laughs> so, and this is a Japanese thing. Yeah, that's that
4: was yes. Lifeluster. So it's like so, a waifu. To my understanding, spell it W A I F U.
1: Okay, so all right that makes it's I, I it's, don't, it's like anything up for me Continue.
4: <laughs> Continue. <laughs> really context clues didn't do it there yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh it's I, I think I think it's a girlfriend that you share a love of anime
1: with that kind of thing. I really hope there's a listener out there that knows this stuff and listeners want... right into <laughs> untitled podcast on Shudder at shutter. com <laughs> and give us your answers. <laughs> Uh,
4: but from what I know, this this might be a thing, and I'd be interested to find out if this movie inspired that notion of that kind of girlfriend. Because oh. I mean, like, they're probably few and far between, but they do talk about them. I think this
3: is the part where we start getting comments. They're like, "You racist bastards! You didn't do any of your research." Uh, I well, what are yo, you gonna do? Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, that's
1: that's really niche, man. <laughs> I, mean, I that, take again, it up with TikTok. T- <laughs> I don't have TikTok. I've never been to Japan. I I know a handful of Japanese things, but this is anime. This is not this is yeah. not my area of expertise. It's probably nor, nor it's will probably, I research that. So. Yeah,
4: it's probably from an anime thing. To be honest, but um, you know, actually, yeah, this movie this movie is that kind of thing where. Well, well, to say that she killed the first director guy because probably the same thing. He probably had a daughter he loved or or a mom he loved. And she's like, nope. You I
2: said told only you any,
4: anyone yeah. but me. No one but me. Then what about the
3: ballet teacher? Because she's a fucking asshole what he, she was. He ruined her. Did you watch her. the, the movie? ruined her. He ruined her. But but I mean, in other words, what I'm saying is that there's these, that would be the outlier then. That would be the one that's different from the others. Oh,
4: so she, yeah, she has violent tendencies. Right. From that. but Right. But now she's got a fucked up relationship with men, too, because of
3: it. No, So now, you were talking earlier, we We're, I think we loosely brought up this concept of suicide in Japanese culture. Yes. I forget exactly what it was that you called it. Shin- you, uh, called well, it. Shindoku. Well, Shindoku? It's not that. Harikari. Yes. Isn't <laughs> Harikari, isn't that with warfare? No, that's, that's
4: Harry Carey. Harry Carey? Harry Carey? Oh. Harry Carey? Harry! <laughs> <Hi. laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, this is wildly <laughs> offensive. <laughs> de-
3: this this is offensive. <laughs> well, no, but seriously, when I, with that, I mean, cuz I think that we got on this topic earlier. I remember exactly. So I think Lucas, I think you said something it was I thought it was rather poignant about how uh what was the main character Asami? Asami was the girl, yes. Yeah, as, how Asami and the the using pain to feel with this movie and correlating that with the something that I be, mm-hmm. if I I feel like I remember you saying was something with Japanese culture and suicide. Uh well that was that was him. Going, was that you? It was, was that, not me. It was him. <laughs> Got it. <him. I'm, laughs>
4: that was you. And, uh, you and I I'll be held accountable for this and yeah, this yeah, will yeah. be my first and last podcast. <laughs> but they uh so what i was what i was referring to was in this movie there was also dur- during the auditions there was uh, a girl who clearly was cutting herself and she even during her audition um was talking about where each of her cuts on her arms and her wrists came from and her thighs um and actually, and what i've noticed in that most japanese horror things right now they are including um some some visual visualization of uh, self harm, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it it did take a while for me to finally notice this, um, but I do I do ha- well. W- what brought it to my attention the most was I have a friend who works um, at an at risk youth center, helping uh, young young teenage girls who are, are at risk of self harm or harming others um, through through therapy and through rehab. Um, and one of the girls there, she was, she told me, I'm probably not allowed to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm probably not allowed to talk about this.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh.
4: This is wildly confidential. Um, I guess as long as I don't name names. Uh, well, she, she, one of the girls had an affinity towards, uh, like Japanese horror and Japanese anime horror. And uh, one of the things that the counselors noticed was that there was a lot of self-harm in the stuff that she was watching. Um, There's some, in Tokyo Gore Police, which is hopefully a movie that we do, um, they even take it, they even take that uh, as far as making the little box cutters that the women use or the girls use to cut themselves into cute little things like teddy bears and pandas and all that stuff. Um, All to say that, Self harm and suicide mm. is now is now so ingrained in Japanese culture that it's making its way into their own mainstream media, and they can't. Yeah. they don't. They don't know, you know, what to do about it. Obviously, probably the biggest news that everyone h- heard about was uh, what's that dude's name, Jake Paul. Oh yeah, Logan. I think Logan that Paul. One. Yeah, yeah. Doing his dumb little video inside in the, the suicide
1: mm-hmm. forest.
2: Um, oh yeah,
1: that fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um. This podcast for everybody except the Paul brothers. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, continue. Um
4: oh, oh, and actually unfortunately the suicide rate right now in Japan is at like kind of an all-time high cuz their their work their work practices are all out of whack. I think everyone's working like 6 days a week. Yeah, the depression's really Yeah, depression's at an all-time mental health uh-huh. is at an all-time low basically and um
1: uh, yeah, that's kind of their that's their cultural like almost staple. We're gonna make a lot of wild cultural claims here, but I think like America has America was founded upon slavery, yeah. right? Like ja- the Japanese people have always been back to the samurai. Uh, There's a glorification to suicide. You know, if you're gonna die in battle and rather than be caught, you know, there was the mm-hmm. the what's the name? Harikari. Harikari. Yes, mm-hmm. there was that. So that's just ingrained in your society. Like we. Are always going to deal with crazy racism in a, in America. That right. not not one of apples to apples that, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a thing.
3: Do you guys know if the if the suicide rate in Japan was as bad in ninety nine uh, when the movie was made or around thereabouts, or if it was still as as much of a? If, if you, I'm taking your word for it that it's a huge problem. I believe you. Yeah, um, I mean,
4: I only know I only know so much about it now because I do have a Japanese friend. That doesn't validate anything, but he did, he did he, uh, he has talked about to me before. Um, at, uh, I used to work with him, and um, he would tell me about uh, it's like pretty much horror stories about like the the bullet train that goes from I think it's like Osaka to Tokyo. Um, they they've perfected cleaning up suicide so well that it only delays trains about five to ten minutes <laughs> on their route. It's fucking yeah. wild. Oh, and all and uh, actually I think the the actual point was like so so the mental health is so bad there that uh their movies are that much more insane.
2: Mm, yeah <laughs> now, yeah.
1: And, and that's probably gotta it's totally yeah. gotta be correlated. Absolutely, because this 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 film and the other one we are about to discuss has a a nonsensical quality to it, and I don't mean that as a detractor. Like it gets into gets to the point where you're so deep inside these two characters' psyches that it begins begins to not make as much sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just in the DNA of kind of the way that culture embraces this medium. Like the Japanese stuff is a lot wilder than our stuff. Oh yeah, for, on the whole. I mean,
4: yeah, I mean we can we could probably talk about most of it now. I doubt we'll do this much japanese horror in one episode for a while so yeah we're gonna be a while on that <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry but but DJ from what, horror from fans what i out know there. it's gonna be a bit but from what i know and what i've seen it's it's far and away what the gore that we're doing here in america right and mm-hmm. they're they're not afraid to do uh well, I think graphic it's,
3: rape and i think it's different mm-hmm. i think it's just it's just different I don't, because like, it's not like we in America haven't had our, our fair share of films that depicted these things in an incredibly graphic sense. Right. I think it's just, it's just the portrayal of them is different.
4: Yeah, it, they, are, they are, it does seem like they're a little more willing to be more cartoony about the topics. They're it's too. certainly, they, 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 they make light of it. Certainly. Or like, I keep saying they. I should say. <laughs> no, no. I don't. I don't mean the Japanese as people. <laughs> I mean the the filmmakers of these Japanese horror movies. They they uh they're they're really willing to not, not make light of it, but it's what am I looking for here? They're not. They're not making light of it, but it's like it's it's, a, it's heighten- a little more comfortable of a thing for them to because
1: use. It, when you take something to an extreme heightened level, it becomes less real sometimes, and I think you can there you go. remove yeah. yourself to the cartoonish quality of it mm-hmm. at times now I don't think audition is cartoonish no no, no. the next movie we <laughs> no. talk about is
3: specifically with the suicide thing and um self harm and mental health and audition. I kind of got this sense that that you know the 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 way that Asami is acting towards these men is almost is almost a... Uh, I think a lot of people would call it... like I think you could probably put this movie into the revenge category a little bit yeah. at times, yeah. in a way, in a twisted way. But I almost felt like, given the way that she was harmed and the allusions that they made those few times during the auditions and the things that she said um, to the main character... That all sort of, you know, at least made the made the viewer start, you know, thinking about self harm. It kind of made me feel like that the way that she's that the act the actions that she does at the end of the movie of torture almost could be a means of coping. You know what I mean? A way of feeling mm-hmm. something. Did you guys mm-hmm. get
4: that? Oh, uh, I mean, they they do the movie does do a good job of why why. What's her name again? Asami. Asami. I'm probably not is saying so that right. We're, we're going with it. Okay. Yeah. We're go- it's Asami. <laughs> um why she is so scary is that she she is almost justified in her actions. Like it it makes sense like for someone to have been traumatized that bad obviously not a healthy way to express your trauma and emotion about what's happened to you, but right, right.
3: I think I think we should maybe Two, two more topics on this, and then maybe yeah. move on? Yeah, what so do you like? What do you I got think on it? I got two more. I think the first is, I really, I thought the movie, the reason I thought the movie was so powerful was because of the what it was doing with gender roles. And specifically, because it seemed like from square one, at the beginning of the movie, they're immediately talking about gender. Down to the scene with the fish, where they're going... Um, you know, fish start as hermaphrodites, and then they become male or female. And then, the father says, "What's this one?" And the kid says, "Well, you saw the ovaries, you know." And then I think right after that, the father says something about, or the kid says something to the father about, "You need to get married soon. Are you going? Are you going to choose a wife?" When I think he uses specifically uses the word "choose," mm-hmm, yes, leaving it on the male. You know, mm-hmm. like all this. The right. agency
1: is taken away from the from the female
3: in this right. case, yes. Right. And I feel like I felt like they threw that at you as the viewer so many times throughout that movie. Down to uh, you know, I mean, well obviously the very chauvinistic, you know, questions that are being asked during the auditions themselves. Um and then the fact that at the end obviously you get this wonderful take back where she's, you know, cuts this motherfucker's oh, feed off.
4: Yeah. Even his uh producer buddy at the bar asks him, are you
3: going to do an arranged marriage? Right, right, right. Always very it's traditional. Like, oh, that shit still on the table? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not, I mean, 99 in Japan. I mean, is that shit still on the table in Japan? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We should do yeah. more research. Man, we should do, do more things. research. We are so uncultured. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right. We're calling on our culture expert who will discuss that here. Yeah, anyone that, you know, knows more than us about Japanese culture maybe tell us if we're wrong, but I think that arranged marriage is still a thing. Definitely was still a thing in '99, and I guess that's what we're talking about. That is so, right, right. So in any case, and actually, I guess in theory, even before that, because the book was written, it was based off a book. What this is? Yeah, ba- De- Mika did not write this. This was based off of a novel. What? Yeah, I did not read the credits. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. So I gotta put this
1: on paper. Maybe that's why this movie I feel like has a lot more deep meaning than the other mm-hmm. one that
3: we were discussing. Technically based off a comic book, but I, I don't know. I thought also that- maybe why this movie
2: has a <laughs> lot more deep meaning.
3: <laughs> I thought that there was just so much, uh, so much of those gender roles that I thought was really interesting in the way that they were commenting on that. Especially when you look at this as a movie that was made in Japan for a Japanese audience, it was never really made with the intention of. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, I, 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 I'm saying this maybe probably ignorantly, but I it, it, I don't believe it was made with the intention of this is going to be a movie that's going to be a worldwide hit. No. No way, right? Yeah. No way. No. So you're making a movie about, and, you're, and it's in Japan, and you're making a movie that's really criticizing gender roles and, you know, where the power's at. I thought that was really fascinating, especially when you're talking about a culture where, you know, again, maybe speaking ignorantly from a cultural mm-hmm. level, but to the best of my understanding, women have always been a little bit more subservient to men.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I right. I think that's a fair assumption and mm-hmm. generalization. Right, yeah.
3: generalization. That's not that's sweeping, but it's yes. not. Well, that's the yes. whole. I mean, our culture experts even paid even overtime going on back right. to
4: even going back to the self harm thing. Uh, I, the whole reason they would include these in these movies is because they know it's a part of their culture that a light needs sh- shown on.
3: Right, you right, know? right.
4: There's, there's, there's
3: got to be a huge reason why this is your repeated themes in a lot of these Japanese horror films. Right, and I think that's a good segue into. Unless you guys have any more to, on that point with general roles, um, no. Segue, no. segue no. into my last point. Why is this a horror movie? Because. I thought it was really interesting that this is considered one of those staples, like I was saying earlier, where I'll be talking to people, though, have you seen Audition? No. What? Yeah. How have you not seen Audition before? Yes.
1: Please also note, asterisk, if you're a person out there who does that, just
3: scale it back a bit.
1: A little bit, I understand. I, bit. I get upset too sometimes when you haven't seen some of my classic stables, but you know, we all got lives, we all got to watch Avengers six, seven, eight, nine times per year, and sometimes
4: <laughs> and yeah. not see Godfather
1: and not see Godfather, <laughs> <and> continue <laughs> to <laughs> ignore Godfather. Exactly, so, wait, I'm
4: going to continue to ignore I've never Godfather. seen Godfather. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were Curtis immediately, I
1: yeah, we were immediately just like disproving our cred- credulity here. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of you seen uh, the Godfather? I have, so I have seen. The first half of the first Godfather, and that's it. I saw The Irishman.
3: Hold
2: on,
1: <laughs> I saw The Irishman <laughs> twice. <laughs>
2: See, Wait, there hold
1: you go. on. You so watched, you watched the Godfather. first half
3: of the Godfather. Yeah. Why did I thought, what happened to the I second probably half? Probably
1: fell asleep. It was on VHS when I was like thirteen or fourteen.
3: That's fair. That's fair. Maybe, maybe, maybe think about changing that sometime, Curtis. There it is. Did you hear that? It's a very good movie. I, it's I, very well made. Appreciate your
1: approach to that. You very and welcome. I will likely do so You're very in the welcome. next 10 years.
3: That's okay. Um all right. Odds are, you know, I will. Okay? Uh all right. Well, so then back back to the back to the the point at hand. <laughs> oh, yes. Why why
4: is this a why is this a horror movie? Cuz needles are scary. Cuz needles, needles are
3: scary? scary straight
1: up. Especially
4: ones going in your tum-tum no, but, and in your eyeballs.
3: But like so but again, we're talking about a movie where like it, you know, the the horror What about this movie from start to finish do you guys think makes this a horror movie? What is it that makes it a horror movie? This movie takes a deep psychological, takes a few deep psychological
1: issues and deals with them through heightened circumstances, which are disturbing and objectively disturbing and off putting and gory. You get a few different types of horror psychological, physical. You know, people might not like torture porn, quote unquote. This is kind of that. It's a scary thing, you know. There's a nightmarish quality to it. I think that's where it applies. Well,
3: that's why Famous Monsters lets you write for them, mm-hmm. Lucas. Do you have anything to add to that? Do you disagree <sighs> with Lucas, Curtis? I disagree with. I disagree, <laughs> I disagree with, with Lucas too, personally. I disagree
4: with a bunch of things Lucas has said previously, and I wish I hadn't <laughs> said them. Uh, Are any of those things on this recording? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. I think that that the movie that, um, any movie that sets out to uh, cause genuine discomfort to the audience yep. um, qualifies as a horror to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of very unsettling things, especially uh, when it starts to throw off um, what the viewers watching. I'd like to, I'd like to bring up that awesome fucking uh, edit where he hops in bed with her, and then. Quick you cut see, and, and then yep. you see the the sheet flip, and then suddenly she's not there. Right. Mm-hmm. That was, that was awesome. flawless. Mm-hmm. I was like, for a night, for a movie that, or for a show, or ugh, for a movie that was seemingly shot, seemingly not, yeah, not like super high techly. Yeah. No, because that's that's a word they use
3: in the industry, high techly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, Lucas is on the internet a lot. <laughs> he knows things that he's we will right. never mm, he's never right. know.
3: He's our expert on anything,
4: including culture. Yes. Yes. I know everything about everything. So that was the main reason I'm here on this podcast. But to end my point, uh, this movie is super cool. Okay.
3: Point ended. Yes. I think I'd agree with you both. I think that's... I think no, that's... I mean, I, okay. Point more than restarted. Point super, restarted. More, <laughs> point restarted, more than I, super cool. that from This the... is
4: actually one of my... Favorite horror movies. Oh, okay. You're putting
3: that in like top 10 top 10. Uh, or? top
4: my t- definitely in my top 10. Oh, top. wow.
3: Okay. And yeah. I'm sure, well, I'm sure
4: we'll get into uh, tops. Tops. There are about 370 of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we'll be talk about at the where sure. we are. But um, just, that's
3: when we start diverting from the Shutter maybe. catalog and doing this is what we like. Yeah. Shutter, you didn't hear that though. Don't worry, no. baby. We're here for, for sticking. you. Sticking with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'd agree with both of you guys. I think that's, I think it's definitely. Uh, it definitely seeks to cause the audience discomfort um, and I think it seeks to do that from the beginning because it's a twisted uh, it's a twisted love story right it's a twisted drama weird love story I don't think there's ever a moment in the movie where I was um, thrilled for any character because I felt like all of their actions were uh, tarnished or weird and um, you know, suspect in some way, except for the angelic child who studies dinosaurs. Yes. and the dog. God rest the dog. God damn it. The dog Gengu. had to remind you about that dog. What was the dog's name? Gengu.
1: Gengu. Gengu. Mm-hmm. The most stressed out I was during that movie was just watching that dog flit in between scenes, making his 80-yard puppy noises, going, like, when is that dog
3: going to bite it? Because it's 99 in, in, in Japan. They gave the dog a name let you care about it. I think on the second or third time, the dog showed up on the screen. Curtis went, God, I'm so nervous I'm for that concerned. dog. Yes. I'm concerned, really concerned. It's very funny. And sure enough, yep. that dog's head was the wrong way later. Yeah, grizzly end. I
4: appreciate. Game. See, that was why this movie is so beautifully done,
3: because I appreciate
4: that you didn't show me when it happened. Just that, like it happened, it's like, okay. True. I didn't like it. I still didn't like it, but at least you didn't make me watch a dog die. Right. It's true. not like the
3: video of the stiletto in the puppy's neck. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Well, <it's> line <laughs> crossed. <laughs> line crossed. Well, all right. We'd say, I don't know. What Out of 10, what do you give it?
1: I would like to institute a rating system that I'm stealing from my other podcast, The Unpop Podcast, where we give our did movies we you,
3: Did you ask Austin and Brock for permission?
1: I am the sole proprietor of The Unpop Podcast. Brock and okay. Austin are just mere okay. fabrications of my mind in existence. <laughs> and Sick. if you listen to this, you now have a key to listening to the rest of the other You've now joined the, the uncultured <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. There we go. The unshuttered is is <laughs> of <unpop> Fun. <gonna spawn, laughs> come in and unshuttered. Um I would like to steal a rating system, which because pure objectivity is pointless, fruitless, and impossible. I would like to give movies a certain quantity of a certain item that is just up to you to decide if that's good or bad or what you think of it. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to rate can, these things. Can you speak that and? In- in English now? I will give Audition, 1999, director Takashi Miike, 3,712 needles in your eyelid. That's how many needles in your eyelids I deem this movie to be worth. It was a riveting family drama up until the point where it started putting needles in your eyelids. And then it was just a gruesome, lovely horror movie, Now I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. That's my rating: three thousand seven hundred twelve needles in your eyelids.
4: What do I give? What do I give a movie like this? Besides the needles, what the hell else was in this movie? You can do it. And there's the razor wire. You can yeah. do it. Because I was going to do
1: the needles, and he, the, he oh, took the. Oh no! i ruined it. I, <laughs> he
4: did. I mentioned this earlier, and I was like, I'm going to give this
1: one point seven meters <laughs> no. of razor wire, and I was like, nah, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to
4: give this twelve fifty-five gallon burlap sacks. Oh, oh, of Pure massacred man meat.
1: Oh, that's a that's a big number.
4: Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of
1: that's a lot of like unit mm-hmm. changing. I'm out of math class. <laughs>
3: uh, I give it one dead dog, which is the same Jeez. thing as a squ- seven out of ten. <laughs> oh God, which <laughs> is
2: it? <laughs>
3: I, I, for Cody, it is. Now we know. Dead dog, seven out of
1: ten. I think that gives this movie 3,712 plus 1 plus 1,255 gallons of stuff. That sounds mm-hmm. like a success in my So, opinion.
3: for a listener who, um, if you're where I'm at right now and you're kind of going, I don't understand whether or not this makes this movie very good, I think it all means that we think we liked it. A I liked lot. it. I did like the movie. Lucas loves it. I love, love, love the movie. Yeah, you liked it. You liked yeah, he movie. puts it in his Scary extent. amount.
1: So, speaking of love, love, we. Followed up our watching of Audition with another Takashi Mike film, um, Ichi the Killer. And when I say love, love, I mean I did not love, love this film. But <laughs> Ichi the Killer is an entirely different beast from this I I filmmaker. fell asleep sleep during this movie. <laughs> I think that had to do with just the, the marathon of a day a little bit. There's, but also, this is a long movie. It, it is long. Too long. Too long. Too long. Way too long. Especially for the onslaught of stuff it gives you. That's a thing. That's when, when it, the pacing of a thing just gives you everything at all times. There's not really a break. You get, you get tired of it a little bit. Now This is all out of context to say that Ichi the Killer is a movie about the Yakuza in Japan and warring factions within that and the search for one in particularly sadomasochistic potential killer who's knocking off other Yakuza members and how they find him and deal with him.
3: I don't think that Ichi was sadomasochistic, I think. That's correct. You might, yes. I think I'd, the other yeah, guy was
1: sadomasochistic. He was. I
3: think Ichi just got boner over rape. He was, yeah. That
1: is true. This this presents, there's a whole lot of problems going or on in this movie, this guys. this
4: movie, effectually refers to it
1: as Repu. Repu. <laughs> I guess, uh, culture expert, let us know if, that's, if that is Japanese for I, rape, hey, question mark. Hey, hey, uh uh
4: the probably the biggest problem that this movie had was that the subtitles sucked. Horrible were the phone numbers. I, they they yep. spelled the word cuz C O S right
1: at some point. They spelled judgment wrong, but that's, <laughs> that, that happened. I everywhere. don't
4: know. Yeah, I don't know what version of the film we got, but these uh these subtitles were bad, but yep. there was a line from Karen of all of all names to give a Japanese woman in a Japanese horror film. Karen spoke English. Karen's
2: that that's that,
4: that's another that's another thing I want to talk about. Uh the she just says rape <laughs> like just as a question.
1: that's uh-huh. the that's the whole line. It's "Ripu?" Uh-huh. which is rape.
4: Yeah. And so now we know how to say rape in Japanese. I guess I guess it's we useful. do. At we least how to quite,
1: how to say rape with a question mark after mm-hmm. it. Yes, Cody, back to your point. <laughs> this is about um, Ichi, who is the titular character. Um, is not a satan mask person, but he's described as such two other characters in the film, and I believe they're incorrect, and as you believe, they're incorrect. And our other main character... Hado, Haka... Kara... Haka,
3: Car- Haka. Car- Motherfucker. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, tried real hard. Curtis, while Lucas yeah. is looking this up, I do want to point out that this is, one. I think, one of the problems with this movie is that you just pointed out something where... The uh, other characters in the movie referred to Ichi as being sadomasochistic. I didn't catch that shit at all. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot going on in this gosh darn movie. Just a lot. So much. I had to refer to the Wikipedia article.
1: Kakihara. Kakihara.
4: We saying that right? Kakeha- and in the official synopsis of the movie, Kakihara Kakihara is, is the sadomasochistic Yakuza enforcer.
1: Yes. He's, he's kind of the second main character. We follow him a lot because Ichi is a... Largely unfollowable mess of a character. It's a
3: man-child.
1: a man-child who has an unfortunate past with potential rape. We don't know because he might have been drugged the whole time, being fed gaslit misinformation. Either way, he has a problem with uh, sexual tension that gives him inappropriate responses.
3: Yeah, inappropriate responses being boners during rape. Boners. Yeah, so maybe we'll just start from the beginning um, with the rape and the beating. Repu. Repu. Sorry. Repu. Repu With the Repu and the... It softens the blow
4: for the listeners.
3: Because there's a lot of it in this movie, let me tell you. Yes. Okay? The Repu. With the Repu and the Ichi sort of watching voyeuristically through the window in his weird costume, which is another issue we'll talk about shortly, I imagine. And then all of the semen that they use... Yeah. To uh to make the main titles. Yes. So uh dear listener, have you if you have not seen this movie, spoiler alert, the beginning of the movie starts with a whole lot of fucking cum. And <laughs> if you like cum, you will <laughs> love Ichi the Killer.
4: <laughs> That's that was written from the pitch meeting. Is this more internet stuff? Yes, this is internet okay. stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's factually accurate. That's what happened to okay. the pitch meeting. Okay. Um Good. But uh more importantly, guys, did we not learn that the the semen uh <laughs> is belonging to a human? It's
4: it's real. We don't know uh, what. The, there's uh yeah, right. There's we a don't lot know, of it. We don't know the source, but we according, don't know where it came according from. to uh unverified sources. <laughs> uh the opening sequence uses real live semen. And a whole lot of it. Yeah, much. that was like, like way more from, much. I would say, a quarter cup. So unless there's some Japanese dude walking around <laughs> dumping buckets like that, I'm pretty sure it's going to be from some kind of animal.
3: Do animals have more cum? What? <laughs> You've never been on a farm?
4: <laughs> totally rating this movie in volumes of cum. All right. But thanks continue. For, thanks for letting us know in advance. Call yeah, I'm letting out. you know in advance because I'm not going to do it.
3: Um, I. Uh, well, I think, I mean, that was really, I just really wanted to share that it was... Real cum. But also how fucking uncomfortable that is. Yeah. I'm not really sure where that scene fits into the timeline of the film. Yes. All we know is that shortly thereafter, uh, a a mob boss is murdered, Mm -hmm. presumably by Ichi. Because we just we did determine that was what happened, right? He yes. did actually get mur- be murdered by Ichi. Yes. The cleaning a cleaning crew comes in, cleans very efficiently. Very. It's the moment show. I thought a was a flash demolition pack.
4: like yeah. cleaning. crew. <laughs> yeah. Demolition man
3: like cleaning crew, especially sure. with the the comical amount of of blood. There is more blood in this movie than all the Sam Raimi movies combined. I'm convinced. Very
1: potential. Very potentially so. Maybe not more blood than the Evil Dead remake, but that's that's different question entirely. That's a different question entirely. Um, but you said a very operative word there. You said a comically... A, a comedic or a comic amount of blood. This movie, as opposed to Audition... Tr- <laughs> God. Because it's not funny. That, that, that reaction God. sums up this movie. <laughs> it's it's not almost ever funny, but it uses a abundance of fluids to signify the result of violence that is a comic amount. This is... Where, if not the only resource, this is where the, the Tarantino Kill Bill Geysers of Blood
0: have Absolutely. some origin in. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: there he was he, he's definitely seen this and enjoyed it. If not enjoys it, appreciates it. And I appreciate the artistry or something like that, but my God, mm-hmm. there was a comic amount of viscera. Yeah. That, I mean, it for
4: Japanese horror movies in general, their their commitment to practical effects is amazing. Yeah. And how much and how much they have fun with it. Yeah. Clearly all, so they do.
3: given the their lack of commitment to the CG effects in this film, granted it's two thousand two. It's two thousand two. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. know, I mean Matrix is ninety nine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the budget was on this movie, but probably I mean... not super close to Matrix. <laughs> 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 ballpark probably not <laughs> super close well, regardless some of the cg it's like, pretty poor like the man's head on the big body but we'll get there. Where, that, yeah, that might have been he the had funniest glowing
4: moment. inside huh when he got cut in half oh that, yeah, that, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> his
3: insides glows. like is he glowing yeah, yeah. All right. that or the inside of a man's ear yep that oh, was
1: acceptable
3: that. yeah it wasn't great but i accepted it was, that it was all right it yeah it's fine well, but but moving on. So the the that the movie is essentially about uh the the there's a sadomasochistic Yakuza General kinda of guy.
2: Yeah.
3: assassin dude that tortures people and likes it. He also likes getting tortured. He more. likes getting tortured he really yeah. likes he that he is out
1: to seek Ichi because of his supposed sadomasochism. He can't find his his match for someone who will beat him
3: unconditionally.
1: Karen and tried. Karen did Poor abandon. Karen.
3: That's that's Curtis's very deep reading of the film. Yeah. Uh, my, Which is, I think personally is about how deep you can get with that's the film. Uh, my reading of the film was, was a little bit more simple. It's that he's trying to find this dude to kill him. And then he gets fired. And then he's still trying to find him. But why?
1: I think it's always to find his match.
4: Yeah, he mentions... Or somebody says you you miss how mu- how hard he hit you, don't you? Yeah. Or something like yeah. that? Ichi like, or, or someone mentions Karihara. Kari what is his
1: name? Yeah, Ka- Hari Krishna. The- yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Hare other- Krishna oh, okay. <laughs> miss- <laughs> Misses how much Jinya Raman you beat him <laughs> Jesus <laughs> And then searches for yeah, Kakihara. Oh, Ren Ishii. Yeah, I, I kind of.
4: I, I, <laughs> I, I am. I am definitely in his camp of he he wants he wants to get kicked in the face. That's what Kakihara's motivation he definitely is. Definitely wants to get Which kicked. Which is in the a face. weird motivation,
1: but that's what it is. Yeah,
2: that's what it is. That's, <laughs> that's what the man. <laughs> the man has
1: opens. You see his the first shot. You see him is from behind. You see two puffs of smoke come out of either side of his face because he has slits in his mouth that he enjoyed having been put there. It's so, it, it was moments like that. Uh, I, first of all, right out of the gate,
4: super disappointed that that guy wasn't Itchy the Killer. Yeah, right out of the gate, because that poster
3: totally you know suggests yeah. that that guy's going to be it. Every poster is of him. It's that I've face never and seen, Itchy the Killer. But then yeah. again, would you want you watch the movie if it was that fucking man no. child on it? No, you <laughs> no. wouldn't. <laughs> fucking no way. See, That's this is face you want.
4: listener. This is where this podcast comes in handy. We're saving you that disappointment going into it by letting you know right now that cool looking dude on that poster,
3: not itchy.
1: <laughs> it's
3: scratchy. It's, yeah. <laughs> not itchy. Also not a hero, but maybe a hero. Is there a fucking uh, also, hero? Also, also,
4: when you meet itchy, you'll be wildly disappointed
3: <laughs> yeah. at this character. He's just he's this disturbed man child that makes weird emotional faces to everything. Both fear, uh, anger, which really looks like tantrum and sadness. Uh, yeah. And then his, his face with reaction to Raipu. Lucas, how would you describe that face? His, his reaction face to every time rape is occurring and he's watching it or he's hearing about it. Like he just got soup spilt on his foot.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was the <laughs> face I, he made. It's right. like, Ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs>
2: like what is who,
4: who's this guy? You know, I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm going to add to that. The killer?
3: I'm going to add to that and say that it was ramen because then it looked it's like ramen then he starts playing with it with his mm-hmm. toes because mm-hmm. of the way that the, his mouth kind of mm-hmm. quivers and yeah, yeah. I just ugh. and I think I think honestly the biggest problem that I had with this movie was that it's it's not really doing anything. No. It's not really saying anything, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It was just a movie. Mm-hmm. But I think when I the way that it was I've always been kind of sold on it was that thought it was going to have some depth. Um, like, a lot of depth. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm just... I missed it. I don't think so. But, right. I don't think so. I don't think I did either. But, I mean, I, I just... I feel like this is one of those ones where it's like... It's just... It, it's so... It, I think with horror movies in particular, I, I think it's a, always a really good exercise to see a movie where you don't like anyone in a movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And this is a movie where I couldn't... The only person I liked in the entire movie was Karen. And frankly, yeah. I don't know if I like Karen cuz she was kind of fucking annoying. She, yeah. <laughs> and um and she spoke English, which sometimes That's sometimes, which is, is irritating. That, was a... the, th- that that choice in the
1: movie was like mind-boggling to me. Yeah, did either
3: of you understand why they would do that? No, and
1: there was a point where I mentioned it when we were watching it where I thought it was an effect of the Hallucinogenic thing that who GG 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 I think so yeah GG was uh, enforcing upon Ishii and potentially Karen mm-hmm. and there was a moment where I thought maybe the hallucinogens kicked in when they were speaking English I don't think that was that was accurate I don't yeah. think so at all <laughs>
4: I think you're writing a better movie yeah. than-, <laughs> <laughs> than what actually happened no uh yeah I like because I thought I was like wait was this supposed to get some kind of like American release but I guess eventually now we're just getting it or,
3: or Well no it's reading? it got it got released in America I think shortly thereafter the initial release in Japan and it was screened I got I, I it's been screened numerous times and the gag was that they gave you a barf bag with it. I do know that it was one yeah. of those movies where they did screenings of yeah. it but it wasn't okay. like this got a wide release. Yeah, okay. no. This was a straight to video Yeah thing. you would never you know, this doesn't get rated
1: yeah, I think no. I think
4: walking in with the expectations of substance, uh, you can probably blame uh, Tarantino. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I think you can, uh, because this movie had so much style around it, it. Does the name was cool? The design of this villain guy on the poster is really
1: cool. The costuming, little, it, it had its moments. Um, I think this is a very influential horror film. Incredible! Yeah, you, you get the you get so many things that are ripping off this movie, mm-hmm. it's kind of disturbing. And Sorry, continue. Well, what I, that's what I was going to say, was like because clearly it's influenced
4: uh, guys like Tarantino so much that you thought there would be something to it, but now you just realize, nah, he just kind of liked the way it looked. You know what I mean? Which like is the, fair. Like, which is fair, right. Right,
3: because right, it's very stylish. I think you watch this movie for the style. Yeah, it's an assault of style. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. And granted, I have not read the comic book, the comic uh, But I've been told that it's um, the movie does a really good job of basically making it just a live action version of what's in the comic book. But I thought it was it was it was difficult to watch because you know as a viewer, at least for me, you know you kind of like when I start watching a movie, I kind of go, "Where are my? What are we looking at? Are there allegiances? Is are there good guys? Are there bad guys? Especially because you start watching this movie, like, okay, this is a superhero kind of. You know what I mean? a weird... Yeah, he's
1: got some strange
3: powers. Right. Except that this weird strange powers dude, you start to realize as the movie goes on, I'll note, not until maybe an hour and 20 minutes into it, that this dude is... you're He's supposed to be this... It's kind of like an anti-bullying movie at a point. You start realizing Mm -hmm. that he's doing all this justice you know, as an anti-bullying thing, but he's also kind of, sort of, really turned on by Ray Poo.
4: I don't really. There are so many listeners right now going. You just don't get it.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm I because
4: we I know this movie is is beloved. Yeah. I but I don't think any of us saw what was to love. I mean, there's. I can appreciate
2: it, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I can love. I loved
3: the. I loved the direction. I loved the way it was stylized. I thought the yeah. way the gore was done was really fun. Um. You know I mean, I thought that the way that the 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 torture sequences and the weird s and m moments it was very it was like deeply disturbing deeply disturbing incredibly well done on that level uh story uh so fucking hard to under- to follow just so fucking hard. I could yeah. follow the entire season of Game of Thrones stoned off of my ass and drunk better than I could watch in this two hour movie <laughs> <laughs> I was see. thinking. Speaking of
1: influences on modern culture, is this not the thing that created the Joker for the next fifteen years? Like, is fucking Kari Hari Car? I'm sorry. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> is that hey. not like think about think about that character's Why choice? Why not just call Kaki him Hara. not Rape Man? Not Rape Man. Yes. Like so down from like the scars of his face, Dark Knight. Um, his costuming. Dark Knight and also Jared Leto's Joker, um, his kind of just sadomasochistic tendencies are very much emulated in Jared Leto's Joker. His That's movements, his movements have been kind of copied by all the other Jokers henceforth. He's leading a team of he's leading a team of yakuza middlemen who believe in the cause. When he doesn't believe in a cause, he's just in it because he needs his own self gratificat, gratif,
3: gratification. I think there's something to that. That's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that the Chelsea smile being hit the, being this being the 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 egg I think for the chicken. Yeah. Um I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I I'm something to the character's approach. I mean, it's a
1: very it's a very Joker Batman thing. Like I'm not saying that this might have actually taken from a Joker and Batman idea and just like bastardized it right 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 and then now but now our film versions of joker since dark knight have been i think takes on this character mm-hmm.
3: right 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 and it definitely has that he, he definitely has that vibe to him the whole movie where it's very sort of upbeat fun
2: it's chaotic he's that. been
1: called chaotic at some point
3: right 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 i can't believe it just used those
1: words to describe this yeah. character. <laughs> well he does he treats he moves in the frame upbeat and like he's
3: having a good time and he, as far as we know, does not like Raypu. does not. Which to me I, makes me immediately like him way more than the titular character. Yes, who we're supposed to be rooting
1: for, to an extent, sort of, Wait. to an extent. Supposed if you're supposed, to, supposed to, root to be rooting for anybody for, in this, you're supposed to be rooting for anybody. Think him at points. Yeah, at points. And the kid, the
3: kid, probably. Th-
4: I. That's the problem with the movie, right? You don't know who to root for. If you if you can
3: root for anybody, but I mean, and like I said, like I, I think that's a really interesting exercise when you can do that and yeah. you can pull it off, like
1: Hateful Eight. I love Hateful Eight so much, and there's not a single character in that movie I root for.
3: Right, right. And I think with this, I think you can really get away with watching this movie and enjoying it and not rooting for a single character. But you're going to be questioning your morals a little bit, which yeah, I think, yeah. is pro- actually, on that note, is probably... Interesting. Yeah, that's a very interesting take on that, because you start... The movie really does make you kind of go, huh, where where do I draw the line? Yeah. What am I not okay with? Mm-hmm. Mine was. I'm not okay with really fucking any of this. Yeah, this is real rough, real rough. But I guess if I had to oh, pick it was any getting them- exhausting.
4: It was getting exhausting. The 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 women beating <laughs> the. The rape poo, and then, and then
1: again the women rape,
4: beating, and then the rape poo.
1: It got to then, the such, like, there was such, I can't remember which scene it was. There was such an intense beating slash, it might have been one of the rape scenes. I think scenes that was the rape who. That Yeah, it might have been one of those. And they cut to, like, as alleviation, cut to an image of a guy with needles in his face. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. that's supposed to be our our <laughs> the, exhale? The, in
3: the Blair Witch pattern? Yeah, the Blair is. Witch pattern. <laughs> and let's talk about the needles. That's the More watch. needles. More needles. More Thicker, thicker needles.
1: Joker characters' needles are his weapon of choice, and they're like they're like knitting needles,
3: right? Which at one point I believe he was throwing sort of like throwing knives, yeah, with remarkable accuracy. Yeah. So we could tell, and they were going into strange places in the in in that that poor bastard's face. That was brutal. This in this of the two movies had the most brutal
1: moment for me. If we want to talk about that nipple cut. The nipple cut. Oh, the nipple cut. The nipple what? cut. In the sweet Jesus, that I have to applaud just the audacity of that scene because mm-hmm. it's great in building tension and l- <laughs> and, <laughs> and ending in a place you didn't really expect at the end, but it's very unnerving. So, dearest
3: uh, viewers, let me paint this picture for uh, you. Uh, it begins the se- the sequence begins with what you can tell. You kind of kind of furrow your brow for a moment uh, with me, if you will, and imagine a uh, a breast grip. A, right. Imagine a lady's breasts on a table, sort of uncomfortably placed with, uh, what, would, what would you call that? A battery terminal cable, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of pinching at the nip and pulling outward. So already you're kind of like, that's is that a tit? And I yeah. think we all kind of went, that's a tit. Mm-hmm. And then you see a razor knife as it goes along the table and you hear that that awful sound and then right off that nipple. They just lop that fucking thing off.
1: So disturbing visual mixed with a disturbing sound mixed with disturbing
3: payoff. Mm-hmm.
1: Frankly
4: then it ate some pepperoni pizza right afterwards.
3: Right after. Yeah, Weed right after. And then it was even weird because like they kept showing it too throughout the movie. Like the rest of the movie, they show that woman lying on her back with yeah. her shirt off, dead, mm-hmm. with one nipple. Mm-hmm. Throughout the movie, I actually thought that was one of the the best um uh I guess I'm gonna call it torture mm-hmm. torture moments in any movie i've ever seen. Yeah. I think that was probably Agreed. probably top top 3 for sure. Yeah,
4: that's that's where ugh, it's tough to want to like completely shit on this movie because there are such cool moments. Like my favorite which is him taking out his piercings on the side
1: of his mouth so he can eat that fist. So we can um, pennywise
3: the fucking mouth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah, exactly. That was a very very clear i think reference for what would be andy machete's pennywise on the georgie arm moment right
4: yeah i loved that
1: um one of the funnier i, I
4: don't know if you can even call this funny
1: right that's every time we say like comedic or comically <laughs> or funny like god we didn't laugh really Was,
2: what what
1: were those two twin guys
4: oh, no. in the weird jackets oh, you mean with dick scent yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Is the guy who pops on the bear ears, and then to find out where this next next suspect is, he decides to nosedive into dead dead Nipolus Karen.
3: Not Karen. Not
4: Karen. It was, no. mew, it was Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Oh, Mew Mew. So dead Nippolis Mew Mew. He One puts nipple. on puts on his uh, detective bear ears. And through, through uh, her, <sighs> yikes! Bad. <laughs> yes. Yikes. I'm trying to be. I don't know. Lady Polite. through her lady Polite. parts. Yes. Uh, finds out where this guy is. Dixon. Dixon. <laughs> okay dick scent. If you want to be if you want to go be about vulgar it. about it. <laughs> this is a highbrow cultured <laughs> podcast with Come and rapu and you come in here talking
3: about <laughs> Can we but seriously, can we talk about the 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 science of dick scent? Is there any? Yeah, I I well, I guess this is opposite.
1: You guys you guys saw um baby with Tyrese and Snoop Dogg?
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's Baby that? Baby boy. Baby boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me sniff Let your me dick. Let me smell your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That is a so pivotal moment. that might be the opposite.
3: In movie she's history. Able to yep. Smell the other. The yeah, but at least he was
4: parts.
1: alive. He was alive. <laughs> <And> he <laughs> she had, was alive during he had, the scene.
3: Yeah, yeah Mimi was alive.
1: During what? that scene she was. There's she's just, alive uh, at that point.
4: See.
3: Yeah. She's not dead yet. They yeah. came under there shortly thereafter. <laughs> yes. Oh, because she's dead under the table. Yes. Right, when so she's to on the table, that. she's oh, alive. Right. Is she unconscious? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. She just got her nipple cut off. Yes,
1: she's been terrorized.
3: So yeah, terrorized. dick scent, weird science, not really sure about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to all the lady listeners, and potentially my wife, I'm sorry that I referred to the lady part as To all of our lady listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all of
1: them. The hordes and hordes of lady listeners. Right. We apologize. Right. We know you're here. here, Lucas. Is, <laughs> Lucas, at this moment, is single, I believe.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> A couple cool cameos. The the guy who, what's what's the crazy girl's name from Kill Bill with the spinning ball thing? She was in it. No, no, no. that oh. scene. The that's, guy oh, she but the, the creepy... Seduces. Yes.
3: Is that, that, that Oren? Yeah. No, no, that was um, no, that's Lucy Liu. Yeah.
1: Well,
4: anyway. Culture X girl. That, that, that guy's in there. The guy with and the then, bad teeth. Uh, and then our chauvinistic pig dog producer friend from Audition.
1: Yes. Makes his back. way into this movie. As another rival general in
3: said syndicate mm-hmm. gang. So um, I do, I do want to pose a question. A couple okay. questions. Lookie. Well, okay. um, why the fuck does everyone live in the same building in this movie? That is very interesting and I was right I'm right right they're all in the same fucking building
1: yeah I think it all takes place mostly within that building and we don't really realize it till the end but
4: yeah they called it I saw I heard someone call it the the Yakuza Yakuza
1: building the Yakuza apartment (laughs) the Yakuza apartment and I was
4: like the Yakuza apartment (laughs) aren't they aren't they like control of things (laughs) (laughs) like the mafia doesn't
1: have an apartment they don't have there's not a mafia villa (laughs) mafia villa in Sicily somewhere right no at least to my, I my just very that was that was confusing to me. I mean, Why is then, it so hard to find anybody? You're all in the same building always.
3: Well, probably yeah. because no one's suspecting the big dumb idiot man child walking around in like no. a weird. What the fuck is he wearing in that movie? That suit. That's man. that's one of those.
4: That's one of the parts of the movie that makes this so like confusing because he is donning what is a vigilante superhero kind of
1: makeshift. Costume, absolutely, and so it's like, is this is this a
4: fucking superhero movie? Like, what the fuck am I watching?
1: Yeah, I I think it's part of its purpose is to
3: take that down a bit, right, and then make you really question it because I'm, yeah, my moral line drawn at guy that likes Poo. Because what? So what's that Gigi guy's motive for taking down Yakuza? I do not know. See. What's his? What's his great? Well, there was I remember, the, I remember there was one point where we paused the movie. We had a discussion of: Is everyone in this movie yakuza? Some, mm-hmm. there's a list, there's a listener screaming right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fucking idiots. You haven't stopped listening,
4: though, have you? Huh? Have you? Uh, I, re- I remember there being some mention of porn getting re Oh, yes. There was a yep, whole, that was a thing. Yeah,
1: because it was doing this. Thing. I got a whole porn ring going on. I feel like that's kind of actually the start of it. And there somebody was people were it dubbing over right? porn.
4: <laughs> you re-dubbed the porn <laughs> to say what?
1: <laughs> I'm really interested, and in, in hopefully someone who's listening to this who has no clue and never... Eat, this doesn't cross their radar, and all these fun things that we're discussing.
3: I hope oh. someone skipped to that moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is this would be this is a fun one
4: to watch if you guys are sitting around your living room and and uh, you're drinking you're drinking a lot. It's a and, daytime movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a daytime thing. Talk, talk by all means. Talk through this movie. Yeah, talk. You're never through gonna it. figure it out. <laughs> you you, you will figure it out. It's good with friends. It's definitely good with friends. Yeah. yeah. I have one detail. That maybe you guys clocked. Uh, what was that sand timer thing?
2: No, idea. no fucking idea. Was? No, idea. <laughs> no fucking idea. No fucking they idea. They
4: made a kind of a big deal yeah. about that thing, and it was like, what is? No okay. fucking idea. Just right. like
3: how I'm still sitting here going, how the fuck did that gentleman get inside of that television set? <laughs> I, see, that was another moment I loved that moment <laughs> it was fantastic yeah. also I want that guy's drugs I, whatever drugs he's on <laughs> I want those it's likely heroin it seemed like it but yeah. he's so he's so active for he's heroin very active for heroin and yeah. he's on a lot of it he's shooting up yeah. <laughs> so many times in that movie and he's like very active at a yeah. dangerous amount it seems like Yeah. apparently Kurt Cobain wouldn't have even been able to lift the shotgun no. so who knows yeah. um, maybe it's maybe it's heroin maybe it's a speedball could be maybe absolutely be. um we talked about Dick scent, which was a that was a note I took because that was a big deal for me. Of course. So this was the one that I thought was really interesting, and I'm not really sure. I think people will probably be like it was because of this, but I don't think I don't really think there's anybody that can go. This is definitively the reason, but I want to know what you got. What you guys think is the reason that this movie got so popular? That this would be on a vast number of must see horror films before you die. I believe I even saw it on must-see films before you die, just general lists. What do you guys think propelled it to that level? I think it's just the sheer audacity of it, yeah. like the level to which it goes to 11, Okay,
1: and the creative ways in which it does so. Like you said, with all the practical gore and so much of it, like it's anything taken to an extreme, and it is also taken earnestly, I feel like finds a very, very fervent fan base, and... I see how, one, those crazy people, and if you think this movie is a 10 of 10, you're an insane person. I might still love you, but you're an insane person. But I see how there are things in this movie done that you just don't get anywhere else. you know. And this is probably, I, there are probably movies out there that do bits of this movie, and might even be worse movies, but this is the movie that includes all of the shit. All of the fucking right. insane, gory, gruesome shit. Right. And I think just the sheer audacity of it,
4: Lucas. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, pro-
1: I, it's tough to say. Like,
4: when do you feel like it emerged as one of those movies?
3: Uh, well, to the best of my understanding, it uh, it hit overseas. Then this is, by the way, where I think this will probably just be my own answer too. Not to take, not to stop you, Lucas. But mm-hmm. I believe my understanding is that the movie came out in what did we say, two thousand one? Yes, in Japan. Um, I don't know how quickly it made it overseas and into international, uh, other places throughout the world, but I do know that it very quickly gained this reputation where um, it got banned for distribution in many countries, Norway and Germany being specifically the two that I can remember. I believe in one of those countries it's still legal to own. Possession of the film is still legal, but distribution of it is not legal. Um, It means you have to have it imported. God, the amount of money that some—if someone would pay a lot of money to have that fucking thing imported, so they could watch it over and over again—that's a little bit. Never mind. Um, but so I think at some point it made it to the states. It definitely—I'm sure it did. You know, probably be, it, it. Basically, it got this cult following, and I think it got a cult following really because it hit that video nasty list, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And
3: I kind of think that this might be one of those movies that owes its fame to the fact that. It landed on a video nasty list. Yeah, because the fact that it's on the same list as being as important as, say, The Exorcist on some list that I've read, mm-hmm. that to me is insane. That's fucking wild. That's that's, that's... insane. I think that it's. I think that is a. I can see the importance. I can see it being a very uh, uh, influential film for a lot of filmmakers. Do not think that this is, uh, at, you know, an, an Exorcist quality film perhaps or, yeah or really the the influence I don't feel like right. the influence is as prominent, um okay. granted, I can't pull those lists off the top of my head, so I think that it i think it got to popular uh the popular stance that it is right now, strictly on the merit that it's controversial,
2: yeah Would you
3: yeah it's pro- i mean ugh. <laughs> and stylized and stylized and yeah. um really cool interesting, unique execution of blood and gore
2: mm-hmm
4: yeah, I mean the cynic in me wants to say it all has to do with the th- the throat blood spray. Yeah, like in how in how famous that got through. But,
3: but was this the first movie Tarantino. that did
4: that? I, well, I, I mean, it's got to be doubt the, it. It's got to be the. Um, didn't you say it came from? Was it a manga or a graphic novel? Yeah,
2: it came, yeah, it came from manga.
4: So they were doing those. I mean, I think they were doing that in mangas
1: before that.
3: Right no I mean, I mean on film.
2: Specifically well, exactly. I mean, Gordon I mean,
1: Lewis was doing stuff that was like specifically yeah, well, sure. not like I don't know if there was a lot of blood geysers in his work but there were different. Just, yeah it different. was just extreme gore.
3: Right. There's definitely I'm pretty sure there's definitely some blood geysers in some of his so there you go. Some of his his probably been blood blood orgy too, right? movies. Yes. But uh but maybe not like this where it's so Yeah so stylized yeah and so hilarious yeah i mean like other than
4: that i i yeah i just don't i just don't see how you can qualify this as like a a, a good movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah wildly different experience we had in to takashimikha oh tonight it was exhausting it was, it was tiresome
3: Okay, so back to the same question that we asked for audition. Why is this a horror movie because it's on it's on every uh, interestingly though when i was uh when I googled this movie before we watched it, I saw more places that called it a crime thriller, but yeah. it ended up on you know if if you kept scrolling it bloody disgusting um. Uh, I think I saw something with uh, Rebecca McHenry from Fangoria mentioned mm-hmm. it. All the it's all over the place with the horror map. Obviously, it's, I think most people consider it a horror film. But why do you, why do you guys think it's a horror film, or do you I, think it's a horror film?
1: Absolutely, I absolutely do. It's n- n- to me not a crime thriller because what does it focus on? It doesn't really focus on the crime or the thrills. It focuses on the horrific aspects of the movie. Like that's right. where its focus is. Lots of rape, who? the gore, the rape, the blood. The torture—it's a horrific experience. That's it. It—it's it, just—it's. I mean, it's hard because if I'm using the
4: same metric that I used for audition and where I say if a movie seeks out to make the audience uncomfortable, it's a horror movie. It seems like this movie didn't didn't give a fuck about what you thought. <laughs> yeah. You know what I no, mean? it didn't. It didn't no, give it a didn't. fuck about the audience. So that's where. I I ugh, it it is kind of hard for me to want to call it a horror even though it has it has the markings uh I don't I don't want to disqualify it as a horror because it obviously is but it teeters a line for me
3: okay and I I think I definitely call it a horror movie uh because uh it it the whole movie is just grueling to watch, not in the way that the uh something like the revenant can be considered grueling to watch for many people um, but don't shake your head. have no We're not here to talk about
2: that's <laughs> a reference we talk Lucas. about we're, We only do highbrow
3: <laughs> art here. It's a reference <laughs> uh but because it's it's dealing with so much subject matter and it's creating it in a light that makes you as the viewer, like I said, I think a few times now, question what what you're okay with watching and the fact that you as the viewer are watching this, you know, these all these unspeakable acts, all this score, all this rape uh, and created kind of like, you know, uh, anchored on this superhero-esque vigilante character that you as the viewer are kind of Pinned to, or you're supposed to care about him because you're kind of hoping that he doesn't get caught by these people. But at the same time, you're—he's doing all these unspeakable acts that you can't—you can't get away from. You know, raising an eyebrow and being like, "I hate this person." I kind of hope that he gets killed. Um, so I definitely call it a horror movie. Yep. Uh, I'm giving it um, one nipple sever, which is the same thing as a damn it. Four out of ten, and I'm giving it a giving it that because I do think that it's got enough. I think it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's necessarily worth saying that it's one of the most important movies ever made. But that I oh, I stole yours.
1: You you may have, but there's just such a plethora of terrible shit that happened in this film that I'm going to give this movie two bare ears for Dick Cent. That's all the that's all you get from me.
4: I I I know I said earlier. That I wouldn't use it, but I'm going to use it. I'm giving this movie two cum-covered houseplants.
1: Oh, houseplants. Good. I thought you were going to go with the volume. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two cum-covered houseplants. I tell you what, I would want none of these things in my house. Right.
4: That's Yeah. That's no why. Severnil. That's why I like my. I would not. I like enjoy my imagery because what's worse than one cum covered house plant <laughs> <It's> is <laughs> two cum covered house
1: What the hell? The one in the foyer, one in the knob. Upstairs bedroom. That's a quality rubber tree plant. <laughs>
3: Well, we Hell, should... You should have used the rubber next time. <laughs> you want guys want to yeah. talk about our five favorites for the year since the year's about to end? Yeah. Yeah, dear listeners, we don't know when you're going to hear this, but it's the 30th of December mm-hmm. of 2019. We're about to be in 2020, so we thought that for our random topic of the week, we would talk about the five favorites of the year. Yeah. Five favorites? Five horror favorites of the year of 2019. Curtis Film... film of, by the way, we should know in advance that Curtis... Um, seems to have an inordinate amount of time on his hands to watch a, dumb a lot of movies. amount of time. So there are a ton of movies that he has seen. Um, uh, yeah. every, in fact, every time that I ask Curtis, hey, man, have you seen this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah
2: twice.
3: Yeah, it's twice. Yeah. Curtis's yeah. not even fucking out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I saw the screening. Uh, <laughs> tight, dude. Cool. Um, yep. So uh, so much time. Uh, Curtis, yep. why, don't you, why don't
1: you start it off? Number five is Ready or Not love ready or not really so much
3: put that in, okay
1: yeah okay um it was a good year for studio horror i'll say that it's a good year for horror in general but studio horror especially mm-hmm. really got their shit together that was a wide release it did super well the ending of that film was just bonkers and i love every piece of it um my number four horror film for the year is midsummer ari aster's follow-up to hereditary Kay. big fan of the daylight horror and the relationship of the two main characters Super weird, stuff I hadn't seen in that fashion before. My number three horror film of the year, Daniel Isn't Real. That was an indie pick that just came out on the 7th of December, VOD and streaming, and a really small theatrical release. Caught that at Beyond Fest, where Adam Egypt Mortimer talked about it a bit, and Patrick Schwarzenegger's in the film playing a demented, evil, imaginary character. And this thing gets real bonkers. There's some Hellraiser stuff going on. There's some Drop Dead Fred stuff going on. I loved it a lot. My second favorite horror film of the year will be a controversial horror pick, but it was The Lighthouse. I consider
3: that it is
1: a horrific film. It I would is. agree. There aren't very many horror elements in the traditional sense, uh, but all of that movie was just a tense fuck of a film. and The two central performances in that, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, I think, are unequaled for the year. And... My number one horror movie of 2019 was Us. I saw that early. Wow. Saw it a couple times. And, you know, logistics be damned, I thought that movie was a great example of what an interesting voice like Jordan Peele's does for a second feature. I don't think, again, comparisons aren't fair. I don't think it was as good as Get Out. Mm -hmm. But I like what he did in being a more straightforward horror film. It tried to scare you more as opposed to his first feature, and I love the performances. Lupita Nyong'o, I think, is my favorite female performance of the year in that film. It's really wild what she was able to do. Pete is amazing in that movie. So good. And I loved Winston Duke as the dad of that family. He just brings this weird dad energy that I think is essential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was the, like I said earlier, with the studio horror, like that was I feel like what mainstream big horror is capable of. I think is representative of the year in general. Okay, Lucas.
4: Um, I could only, I can only pinpoint four. I know I failed that. I failed on that. Point the pens. Um, but number four for me was Midsommar. Yeah. Again, like you said, really interesting to play around in the daytime. Um, I'm a sucker for anything, uh, about cults in general right now. I think that's a really cool hot topic going on in, in, uh, horror right now. And, uh, had a lot of fun. Help. Uh, number three is, as you guys so affectionately put it, is that bad motherfucker of a movie, The Headhunter. Oh yeah. I love fantasy, I love Skyrim, I love The Witcher, I yeah. love Diablo. Um, and this movie was all the boring parts of those games in the best way possible. Yeah. Um and then and then just one of those movies that uh just puts the pedal to the floor towards the end and Mm-hmm. I had, I had nothing but a stupid smile on my face the whole stupid time of that great movie. Uh number 2 um was one that not many people saw from A24 this year it was a French movie called Climax. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched that. That one was fucking wild. <laughs> Woo! I heard you said you haven't seen that I one. I have not, It's yeah. a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. Oh my god. Only I mean like I had my day with Acid and and so this this movie was like I think might be the best uh drug horror movie ever okay. made. I'm saying something yeah that's a
3: that's a that's a tall order. Yeah. Tall um, order. Okay.
4: Uh I think it does it really well. Um and the number one uh had all the bits and pieces of the best of horror that I love, and that was Haunt.
1: Oh, yeah, I love haunt. Yeah, so much.
4: Because uh, this year... A Shudder exclusive Haunt.
2: Shutter <laughs> there you, exclusive. you go.
4: Mm-hmm. I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, but that was absolutely my favorite horror movie this year, uh, probably having something to do with the fact that I went to Halloween Horror Nights three times this October. <laughs> 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 and uh, I've, I kick myself every day for paying that credit card bill I think it was a movie that, it, it took you on, like it was a little eye-rolly at the beginning, right? It was a little campy, like, okay, here mm-hmm. we go again with these with these uh, college kids. kids. Yeah, college kids getting yeah. in trouble again. I, are we going to go into favorite horror moment after this, or can I throw that yeah, into this? Yeah, we can go into it. We can go we into it. Because haunt had my favorite horror moment mm-hmm. uh, of the year, which is when she gets slammed
1: into that coffin, Oh yeah, and the spiders dump I, on right, her head. Dude, I screamed out loud in my room. i like, <laughs> did the fucking same thing. That was the only fucking movie this year that made me go, no, uh. Excuse yeah, excuse me. I didn't scream. I yelped. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was embarrassed. Yeah,
3: oh, no, uh. So yeah, uh, I think my favorites, in no particular order, were uh, Midsummer, uh, also the Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would say is 100% a horror movie. Um, even though many people I talked to were like, it's not a horror movie. I bro.
4: didn't throw in Lighthouse. Number five was number Lighthouse five. for me. <laughs> so. uh, uh, number
3: five was Lighthouse. Uh, <laughs> Three from Hell. Uh, I didn't see it. Which I uh, loved and adored. That's Im- um, That's amazing. Uh, the Headhunter, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is the best use of $30,000 I've ever seen. Um yeah.
1: 30000 right? It's $30,000. And I have, have, you know, we all. We all tangentially make films. You know, me and uh, a couple of my other friends are uh, directors and whatnot, and they have a hard time believing that amount. And whether or not it was $30,000, it was close to $30,000, and doing what they did on screen for that amount... It's incredible.
3: Wild. Incredible. Yeah. Um, one of the one of, one of of the, the better movies, horror-wise, that I've seen in a long that time. That main actor alone was worth $30,000. Yeah. yeah, shit. He was <laughs> <laughs> awesome. He was awesome. Um, and uh, the last one would be The Perfection. Ah, yep, love that one too, which I thought was just so fucking bizarre and perfectly executed for what it was. Um, that said, everybody that I was like, you gotta watch this thing. it's perfectly executed. We're all we're all unanimously like, well, I don't know if I'd put give it that much, but it was it was okay. it was fine. I believe it was what my the exact words that my boss used were yeah, okay. it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I'm going to say favorite moment in horror movie this year because uh, it's difficult for me to find ones anymore that really yep. scare me necessarily. But uh, the moment when the headhunter realizes mm-hmm. that the head has come back and he just goes, fuck. Yep. Uh, I loved, I loved so that moment very much. It was very eerie and very fun and very, very cool. Yeah. What was yours? It was just cool. Yeah, it was, it was fucking cool. badass. Awesome. It's,
4: it's it's. I don't know if it's funny or if it sucks that Geralt of Rivia is taking that word. Yeah. What? Fuck. Yeah.
3: No, he's not. Yeah. No, Henry. What's his name? Henry, Henry, what? Henry, Henry Cavill. Cable? Henry yeah, Cable? Yeah, Henry Cable can never pull that off like <laughs> that no, he does. Norwegian <laughs> bastard did in that movie in he, the headlines. It's close. <laughs> no, no, dude. I, I see that and I just see Zack Snyder's fucking <laughs> Superman. It's not, <laughs> no. it's not his fault.
1: It's not his fault he can't read. (laughs) My favorite horror moment of the year, because it's the first one that comes to my head, it must be my favorite of the year, and you might scoff at me now, was the finale to Ready or Not. Warning. (laughs) Spoiler for Ready or Not here. (laughs) The final five minutes of Ready or Not takes the rest of the movie where you don't really know where it's going to go. If it's going to fall into the mythological side or if it's going to fall into the realist side and it leans heavily into the former. It takes this family of total shitheads and uses pops them like blood balloons so that Samara Weaving is just covered in blood, laughing hysterically. She gets... She gets the wink to the devil, and then she goes out and sits and smokes a cigarette. I'm going go home and watch this. I was going to say, Lucas, I hope you've seen this already. Oh, yeah. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spoiler. It's
4: okay. It's, a, it's about the journey.
1: Fuck, it is about the journey. <laughs> so I'm sorry I spoiled that. How they it's get there, I'm Lucas. so sorry. That's how they get there. First and foremost, thank you for listening to the end of this podcast. <laughs> All three of you who did, <laughs> all 3000 of you who did. We don't know how many actually got to the end of it. Thank you. This is the first of what will be a at least shutter length library or 400 film list long episode podcast where we continue to talk all this horror stuff. It's only going to get better and or worse from here on out. It's never going to get more um it's never going to get more culturally accurate. <laughs> no. Probably not. I mean, nope. No. I and mean, I refuse. <laughs> and, and at
4: this point, why look anything up? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the notion that I am an expert on all things uh,
3: worldly. Right. Yeah. So
1: if you're the internet expert, you're the
4: expert on all things worldly. If so. you if you uh, if you have a problem with things I said, you know, like I said, take it up with TikTok.
3: And uh, if you uh, were offended at all during this episode, but you made it to this point in the episode, mm-hmm. which is I don't know what the, if I don't. I don't we'll be able, we're looking at way after an hour and a half. You can go fuck yourself. You <laughs> listened this long. Sucker Do we do a sign off? We're we supposed to do anything like that, or is this where music starts playing?
4: Yeah, I can play. Yes, just, just do it. I go say thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next time. Say like, no, goodbye.
3: Supposed to like comment and like and subscribe and shit like that. No, no? they know. They They know. know. Do they know? You know. They know. Comment. Bye. Subscribe.
2: Bye.